Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Lord Ump Live. Welcome to Lord Ump Live. Sprinkle dangle, 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 dank. Sprinkle dank. I think this is the first time anyone's heard more than just that section of the song. Yeah, this is this is new for everyone. Welcome to the actual like full lore dump this is song. The full show. Yeah. You're getting a lore dump of music today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a very specific like 16 second cut of the song that I keep for every episode. <laughs> I don't let it go past that. Hi, welcome to our first ever Q and A, everybody. We're here for you. We're live tonight because there was a bit of technical issues with our recording over the weekend. So we just said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to give the audience a little taste of us, a little a little Q&A time with the boys. It was a long weekend. It was very <laughs> John and I were like in a tech call at seven in the morning, my time yesterday, because woo! Computers. Oh. Oh, but- <laughs> You are correct. We are now building a world before your ears and eyes. Look at that. Oh my gosh, you're right. Fucking horrible catchphrase from like episode two or some shit. I just, it's stuck. (laughs) It's still here. I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world that we're building. Speaking of which, we're going to be taking questions mostly today. I don't think we have any major topics to world build about unless something comes up or arises in the moment. But for the most part, we're going to be doing a little bit of uh, freeform content creation here. We'll see how off the rails it gets. 7 p.m. Eastern every Friday. Uh, what a bitch you are, DM of <laughs> Conundrum Company, every Saturday at 6. <laughs> I'll never so pass up a chance to plug your show. <sighs> Community DM knows luck. <laughs> Okay, so so we're going to take question, guys, and in order to make that happen, we need you to send us questions. Go figure. So in chat, highlighting in the, them is going to be the easiest way for us to see them. Mods Obviously. and other people, if you've got points to spend and you see one we're not seeing and isn't highlighted, highlight it and attribute it to the person and we'll try and answer it. Uh, we'll give you a little minute to ca- kind of think vamp. on some things. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just... This is our vamp time. We could re-sing the intro song. Mm, we couldn't, though. Well, why not? Because uh, it's time for Sassy's Corner. Is Sassy around? I gotta go get her. <laughs> no, no, okay. She's if not... she was at hand, I would say let's go for it, but not if, you know, she's, she's in another part of the house. She's She got into the Screen Actors Guild recently. Really? Oh my god, yeah. And she's real happy, but it just makes her more of a pain in the ass. You know so what I mean? So Sassy is sagsy? Yeah, she's sagsy. Is that a, does that sound gross? No, it sounds fine. It sounds unpleasant. I, I had to say it in my head before I said it out loud. Do you know you sure said it, it out loud and I did. you were th- saying it in your head? No, I said it in my head multiple times before I said it out loud. And, okay. and I still thought it sounded bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was still a bad idea. <laughs> hey, everybody. Ooh, welcome hey, in. Welcome Parker in. Bliss is Parker. Cool. How's Hi, it Parker. going? Hey, Ooh, everyone's guys. joining us for this first live recording. We, we haven't gotten anything done yet. Um, there it is. a dragon. Ooh, that's a dragon. He loves you guys. Mm. Mm. Oh, got it. There's a dragon. Get it? I got there. Yes. Eventually we got there. Yeah. Uh, yeah I hope everyone's doing good. So, oh, gosh, Josh, gosh. our normal process. How yeah. Inform the people of what our normal process is. All the notes, the, the strict regiment and schedule we have for the podcast now that they're joining us live for it. So we take the notebook. The best part about this is we can use like visual props. We take the notebook oh, yeah. and we write down all these things with a pen and then we go, HEP! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we're too lazy to go get the book. Yeah, so we come up with something on the spot. That's five feet away. I don't want to. <laughs> Was that an important book? That has all of Conundrum Company's session notes in it. We should give the people a sneak peek at your campaign process. So go ahead and open that book, show it to the camera, let's get all your notes going. It's go open. Enhance. Let's go get it. Enhance. I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> it would ruin a lot of things if I tried. So far, we're getting a lot accomplished. So our process, I mean, really, mm-hmm. it like, it depends on what we're doing because our recent shows mm-hmm. have just been 100%. us riffing about stuff because we've been wanting to riff about things that we never get to riff about. That is true. We're it in is a bit of a transitional period. Sean and I and Parker honestly spend a lot of time together 
and never get to talk about anything. <laughs> <laughs> True. So Lord Dump has it's kind of kind of been like an opportunity to chill and be like, "Have you read this thing?" Or a chance to say, "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> yeah, what's up, bud? Hey, how are going? you, Sean? You okay? Let's talk about D and D. Yeah. yeah. Ravenloft books coming out soon. <gasps> Very soon. I'm hyped. It's gonna be good. Think this month? I'm not sure. Right, it's this month. End of the month. Twenty fourth. Twenty fifth. End of the month. Something like that. What day's today? Chat. You tell us. It's the <laughs> third. Today's the third. Yeah, it'll be out next week. Next week already? Oh, shit. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> so usually, you know, we've been riffing, but then there's also our process of world building something random that is usually decided pretty regularly on the spot <laughs> and then yeah. answering questions. Um, but this is like, this, this is this your is, guys. This isn't a joke. Like sometimes we have prepared show notes and we're like, we don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about this instead. And we'll just do that. For sure. Which is my favorite thing. Those are, those mm-hmm. usually are the be- the most insane episodes are the ones where we don't like the topic we've chosen. We're just not feeling it. Mm-hmm. So we make up nonsense. Or we recorded like 8 p.m. And I'm already done with the day. <laughs> Sean's half so that's how we get the lobster episode. <laughs> You've had like eight Diet Cokes and are just like vibrating out of your chair. Getting I- there. I'm glad to see <laughs> you're prepared for this. Well, we do have a couple questions, looks like, in the chat. We do. Look at all these beautiful questions. Thank you, beautiful people. Oh my gosh. Hmm. What's our first one? Obscure? Well, there's some way further up. Oh my gosh. Uh, where are the where chickens that the chicken cult will be making? It's a good question. I like to think that they have all been turned into KFC of our world. There's a fast food chicken restaurant. <laughs> okay. That works uh, against the cult of the chicken. And it kills its followers and serves them as food. It's called Commander Slanders. That's the leader. (laughs) (laughs) Commander Slanders runs this chicken cult. Anti-chicken cult. (laughs) I need to think. Hold on. Uh, They spell it differently. It's Corrupt Fiend Chicken. They spell Corrupt with a K. Corrupt. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Corrupt with a K Fiend Chicken. That's their... (laughs) That's their, they destroy, they eat. So are they eating the chickens that, are they, are people being turned into chickens and being eaten? Well, no, the chickens they worship, because we discussed that they worship chickens. They steal those holy symbols and they turn them into food and sell them to people. That's, because people love chicken. People, I, I'm one of them. I love chickens. It's it's a good shit. Dude, my freezer is full of that shit. It's just all chicken. Yeah. Wow. I think they're still alive. I'll check on them later. That explains the constant clucking coming from your house. <laughs> I have to do a lot of editing. <laughs> <laughs> you've, got a, you've got the sound of clucks noise reduced so people can't hear it. <laughs> you want to put a hard limit so the screaming doesn't show up, and you want to put those buffers there at the bottom so all the low-end noises don't get in the way, like mm. police sirens in the background. That are, are, me. are never, those never happen to you, right? You live it, in a very calm it part of the world. Oh, the crime here? Minimum. Non-existent, yeah. Every five or ten minutes or so. <laughs> that, that, that's that, perfect. That makes sense. Other than that's super peaceful. Uh, have either of you played Super Munchkins? And what superpower would you lend themselves? Uh, would lend themselves to a five E campaign? I have no idea what Super Munchkins even is. I've only played Josh? regular Munchkins. I haven't played Super Munchkins, although I have been eyeballing the Warhammer Forty K Munchkins box set. Yes, but dude, you would love Munchkins. It's it's the just... only munchkin's eyes knows is the ones over at Dunkin'. <laughs> <laughs> Where I get my cup of joe every morning. That's the most Bostonian thing I think you've ever said to me. It's very, very <laughs> great. Like East Coast. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like it's like it's like random D with cards where you sit down at the table and as you draw cards, your character yeah. develops into a thing and then random things happen to it. Interesting. Uh, it's, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. You like level okay. up. And the goal is to be the first one to level up to like at level six or something. And certain cards level you up, killing certain monsters level you up. And then you get like weapons and armors. We might get turned into a chicken, like random okay. shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. On theme. Well, what, so, you know, this game apparently far better than I do. What superpowers would lend itself to a 5e campaign? Okay. So I don't know about the munchkin ones, but superpowers. I mean, 
Does, wait, does Munchkins not have superpowers? Is that a different question? Well, superpower Munchkin, there's a billion different types of Munchkins. That's what I they're asking. A yeah, super I haven't munchkin. played the Super Munchkin one. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. so I can't give you answers to that. But we can talk about superpowers in D&D. Sure. Time travel. Your turn. That's... <laughs> but time travel is a tricky one. Time travel is bullshit in D&D and it breaks the whole game. Yeah. Big problem. So I guess it doesn't lend itself well. Mm. Uh, stretchy arms. There's a lot of superpowers in d and <laughs> I mean, every spell is like someone copied Fly, what a superhero can do for like five minutes. Yeah. yeah. So like, are you giving your characters perma invisibility, perma flight? Is that the... Is that I guess that's what it would be. Like you can go invisible at will. And you just have to plan for that, right? You have to make sure that it's <laughs> equitable across your players, I guess. And you have yeah. to be like, I'm going to play a game where I know my players can go invisible at will. <laughs> there are also some races that can also go invisible or can fly at will. <coughs> Pixies so, are know, broken. Pixies, Owl Folk, Aarakocra. Uh, so many to choose from. So those just have superpowers at level one. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's, it's possible to argue if the average strength is 10 and you've got your, your strength up to 20 you have superhuman strength like a lot of that these feats of strength are superhuman already yeah it's just about flavor a lot of the time yeah but i don't know like laser eyes you want laser no character eyes? has laser eyes we were just reading a ua on like two episodes back that was the unicorn beam on the head you just move mm-hmm. it down to the eyes and then make it an at will ability i will say eldritch blast is kind of like a superpower yeah, like you've got repulsor blasts from Iron Man, and also there is nothing that says you can't fire your Eldritch blasts from your eyes. That is true. I want to play a warlock who just opens his mouth and fires Eldritch blasts when he talks. So you want to play Raccoon? Sure. It's from Dragon. Never mind. Sorry, it's from Dragon Ball. Next question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how you guys doing today? Oh, we're doing well, Tan. Or at least I'm doing well. I think Josh is doing all right too. Guys, I don't, I don't oh know. God. Here we go. Here we go. Oh my God. I'm just, yeah, I'm great. I'm good. I'm okay. wonderful. Okay. We... Never ask me how Jesus. I am. <laughs> Thank you, Ted. Uh, You're wonderful. I have an idea. Pick a random page of one of your handbooks and roast it. Ooh. I like it. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I gotta go well, get it. I gotta get a source. I gotta find my non Pathfinder handbook. All right. Hold on, I'll be right back. Uh, Let me see. Morton Kynans or Volos? Let's rip Volos a new one. Okay. Random page, you said? Let's get on this. Oh, I opened to the... F- <laughs> Actually, no, this is a good one. I opened to the last page where the UNT Pureblood is, which is one of the most fucking broken things in Volos. I got Which the UNT Pureblood race on my page. Oh. The ones that have poison immunity and advantage on all magic saves. The one that I have in my campaign. <laughs> yeah. Listen, no, no offense to anyone if you want to pick this race. It's clearly amazing. Yes. My problem is with the people who put it in this game. The immunity is, is, a, is a ridiculous thing. It's so dumb. The advantage is more ridiculous, what I think. But that's, true. that's just me. That's true. That's, that's fair. Also, that's fair three spells you can cast or yes yeah, basically suggestion. yeah you just get yeah animal friendships your parcel tongue fucking brutal so i was like i'm gonna grab something that i'm not particularly familiar with and i grabbed the <gasps> Guildmaster's yeah. guide to ravnica let's rip ravnica a new one all right i'm gonna i'm gonna random page random okay. page i closed flip 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 the Celestnia Conclave. All right, this is Magic the Gathering. Don't make fun of Celestnia. Celestnia is white-green, right? That's my life gain deck. That's, That's your leader. Okay, yeah, no, you know what? Fuck <laughs> Celestnia. <laughs> no, Celestnia's so good. <laughs> your, your life. Tristani is an uh, idol. Sean has this fucking deck where he literally gains a billion life and has a card that just he sacrifices his own life to kill you but it means nothing to him (laughs) for any of you who play magic I have a Tristani deck that I've used Aetherflux Reservoir against Josh it was not 
a good of me to do, but I did do it. It was it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> I got my ass handed to me regularly, but this was particularly egregious. You've handed my ass to me too. Yeah, we've we've I've you taught me well. We've exchanged yeah, asses we've, multiple there's times. There's been a lot of ass exchange. It's yeah, just it's like a Christmas. secular ass gifting exchange. Yes. <laughs> when we play magic. Lutheran, the ass giver. Uh. <laughs> secular as in it happens back Yeah, before, I know, but... I'm dumb. Okay. <laughs> I like the joke. Okay. Uh, but I'd really love to hear about y'all's first DMing experience. Uh if now you could talk to, oh, if now you could talk to then you, I'm bad at reading. Uh, what would your most important thing you would have said? So what's your, what would your, if you could jump back in time to the first time you DM'd, what would your advice to you be then? I'm trying to remember the first time I DM'd. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, so let me, let me noodle on this for a second. Cause we went, what's the campaign? I had this question on Commune's podcast. Uh, Commune DM the Essentials Kids, a great program. Uh, go support mm. him in his Nuzlocke channel. Also, very and handsome host. Slash Commune. Yeah. yeah, fantastic person. Incredibly talented. Um, your answer. <laughs> I actually am th- the most. The one that I'm remembering uh, is my. Um, so I've told you about this campaign. This is the steampunk airship one. Yeah, with all like the the ether ore that was in different states and there was the chained <laughs> city that floated in the air and was chained down because they had mined all the ore out from underneath Enough spoilers it. we're gonna yeah, get yeah, there yeah. eventually one day uh so very cool city um i think the advice i would i really enjoyed that campaign and i really liked what i did with it honestly i'm very proud of it uh i think God. Was that your first ever DMing experience? I think it was, yeah. This was about five, four or five years ago. Um, there was no, like, one shot or anything like that? No, we sat down. It was one of those as a group of friends where we were like, wow. I had played a game with this group before, and it had all That's fallen bold. apart. And I was like, all right, we're going to play a game. A campaign. And I set up a campaign. And I had, like, this world already kind of figured out. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, one day I'll DM. So we were like, okay, I have this. Uh, it's the like table management player elements were the problem because that game did fall apart because yeah. of bad blood. It really did. Uh, that's fair. And it's I will say like it was my unwillingness to address the problems as a dungeon master and like to bring people together to talk about it yeah. that I think you know not to put the entire onus on me, but I could have helped it lasts longer than it did because it all went to hell eventually. I think like okay. 15 sessions in everybody got real, real gross with each other. And 15 sessions is a good benchmark. It is. It's always that it's one of those 15. cutoff points. Yeah. Yeah. Between 10 and 20. That's the struggle. If you yeah. get past 20, you're golden. But if you get to 10, you're like looking around like, eh, I don't know about these people. Why? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah. That's really going to be What about you, Sean? Tell tell us about yours. What's your what's your tip? Oh, hello. Uh, I ran a shitty one shot, like for my first time. I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna make it up as I go," mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it was very poorly planned out. It was very uh, the the group I was in was one I did not like, but the DM was absent, so I was like, "I still want to play and have fun." So I'll do it. The group was still bad. <laughs> so <laughs> shortly after I DM'd for them for the first time, I was like, this was horrible. I think I did okay. I think I had fun. But I don't want to be in this group for much longer. So I kind of backed slowly out after that. Because you started in stores, right? That's where you first started playing and meeting people. No, this was this was a, a private at-home group. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. A friend of a friend started DMing and I got invited in. And then he left for a weekend and I was like, fine. But uh, then I went to a store and I will never do that again. <laughs> Eventually, because a nightmare. It's a lot. There's a, I've, it's I've, very, very bad. I've never, I've watched store games. I've never sat down at one. There's sometimes there'll be a table with like 15 people at it and they're all playing the same game. Good God. Yeah, 
It's like, what the, who, who allows this? And then there'll be a table with three people at it, and none of them know how to interact socially with each other. So it's just silence. It's a nightmare. So what's, what's your tip then, based on the, that context? What's your, what's your tip uh, to yourself? Invest in GameStop around the end of January. Stonks! 2021. Yeah, that's what I, that was the joke I had on Community's podcast. Uh, and I still think I'd give the same advice today, because I'd make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, my real advice would just be, don't feel too bad about what just happened. You're going to do fine if you just keep at it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's valid. That's, a, that's super good. Just, yeah, don't be discouraged, right? Just keep practicing. Do it again. This next question is a good one. And you can get a snapshot. Son is asking, what was the process for planning off the sales? And are you excited to cross over again? And if you want to see a lot of the process, you can watch, listen to this podcast on Lordum. Mm -hmm. Because we, we literally do it thing. in real time. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was fun. It was fun to like when you plan something on your own, you don't have that person to bounce ideas off of. So it's just like you and you throw an idea out there to no one. You'll be like, well, I hope that's good. But when you have someone else to bounce it off of, you're like, what about this? And they're like, oh, that's fucking awesome. And you get really excited and you get down this like trail of ideas. You refine things faster, too. I think, yeah. Right. Like progressively, you're like, oh, yeah. And then we do this. And then the other one's like, yeah. And then we do this. And it just it moves really quick. It goes really fast. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not kidding you. Like Sean and I talked for 30 minutes a week before that episode about a concept mm -hmm. and then everything else was planned in that oh, one hour session. session. Yeah. Fully. <laughs> Completely. So, go ahead and listen to our show. <laughs> <laughs> plug, plug, plug. Uh, question. What type of pizza specific cuisines in the world? Of course, pizza is my first question. Has well, that's fair. Yeah. Um, does corrupted fiend chicken sell pizza <laughs> it's really bad though well it has to be they're yeah. demonic chickens <laughs> yeah it's just like gross gross really really thin crust that's really cardboard boardy too greasy like cheese is like wax yeah Ooh, Ugh. i'm getting what, grossed out just thinking about what it. do they put on those pizzas um i think This is the part of the show, right? guys, where we freeze and we cut it all out. <laughs> right, we'll cut this out in post. No yeah, you'll, nobody's I, seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> what about... What if they put smaller pizzas on the pizza? So you're saying pizza-topped pizzas? Yeah. Only a mad fucking genius like Commander Slanders would think this up. I love it. Obviously. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, <gasps> pizza. They call him the Caesar of pizza. <laughs> Little Caesars, please do. This is my world famous pizza pizza. <laughs> Canon. Next question. <laughs> Done. Stamped. Sealed. Signed. We're golden. Um, Next is Black Dragon uh, Queen, I believe. Yeah, they copied someone else's question. Thank you oh, for doing that. thank you. You're From Hondiv. Hmm, what advice would you have for someone looking to start DMing? I want to start, but honestly, a little nervous. Oh. Hmm. Well, Josh? Advice You're a big ball of nerves. What do you say to get over your nerves? Oh, holy shit. Hey, fuck you. How <laughs> dare I didn't realize you were insulting me. Did you well, see I'm how long it you. took me to... Yes, I am a very anxious an person. Uh, it was, it was a statement of fact, honestly. Mm -hmm. It was uh, just I, a statement. Yeah, I'm a very anxious person. Uh, just, this is the worst advice on the planet. <laughs> so just, go ahead and give it on our podcast. Just do it. Like, Nike that shit up, or whoever it is, Adidas, one of those it's companies. It's Nike? Okay, I had it right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just do it. Swoosh it. Like, honestly... I, it's better if you can find some folks you know or trust who understand that you're like just trying this out right to get a a, a chance spin up a little mm -hmm. one shot i highly recommend 
you know, there are the Wolves of Welton is free uh, from Whitehorn Press. You grab that. The whole thing is in four pages. It's got your maps. It's got your characters. It's got your items. You sit yeah. down. You run through that. Or you make, you look, read it and go, okay, and you throw it over your shoulder. And then you make your own little thing just based off of what you've seen there. But don't. It, it comes with practice. It It does. So trying it is the best way to do it. And trust me, people are so excited to be playing D&D. That a lot of the time we talk about like stress and party dynamics and table dynamics, mm-hmm. but that doesn't come until campaign session one is always, almost always a freaking blast. You sit down yeah. and everyone's being goofy, nobody knows what's going on, and it's great. It's almost always a blast because you also get the parties that are like, don't talk to each other. Yeah. Because, uh, oh, my character wouldn't approach anyone else because they're mysterious and stoic. It's like, all right, then get out of my fucking house. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> You're going to go do your own adventure. Now write a character that will interact with the party. <laughs> yeah. Make a good character that's not an asshole. <laughs> that's Come valid. On. I'm trying here. Yeah. Don't, and again, don't let our horror stories like that dissuade you. If yes. that does happen to you, don't play with that person again. Try and find someone <laughs> new. Or just like try and talk to them like, hey, can you not for yeah. like a minute? Can you not? And that should fix it. Usually just call people out in front of other people and everything works out fine. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's your advice? What's your what's yours? I think you hit the nail on the head. You just got to do it again and again and again. And if you don't, I say if you don't like it by the third time you do it with like a different group of people, that's when you would know it's not for you. Because yeah. you'll start to see pieces of it that you like by three times with like different people. But if you don't see any part of it, it's like this is fun. then. Might not be for you. Not everyone needs to DM or, you know, should has to like it. Yeah. But everyone should try it. That's true. Are there hidden portals either wait in either off the rails or conundrum company that lead to the world of Lord Dump? Josh, are there any conundrum company? I mean, if you look at like the D and D five E planar lore. Yeah, I suppose all of us all. So the D&D lore is that every universe with all of the planes are these little glass beads sitting on an expansive sea of time and space and all the gods and everything happening in that one little glass bead. And there are ways to cross over them. That's how Mm -hmm. you get Greyhawk to Feyrude, right? Or whatever, right? Like, so by that logic, sure. Why the hell not? I mean off the sails established some sort of extra planet connection on some sort of version of the universe for me sure with it coming to play not not to lord dump though no not to lord that's true sorry there was a connection between off the off the rails and conundrum company yeah for me sure because why not it will never mean anything to the story progression of conundrum company Oh, interesting. No, no, there are not. No portals whatsoever connecting to the Lord of World. It exists in one of those glass beads, but there's no mm. like threads attaching them at all. Gotcha. Because I don't want that chaos coming my way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that curveball. Really? <laughs> it's the same answer said in our very uniquely distinct ways. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. that's very fair. Uh, let's see what the next one is. Hmm. Oh, it's cat again. Oh yeah, Speaking look at that. Table management. How do you start a conversation with players when something comes to light that needs to be discussed? Yowza! This is the that's the Jesus. biggest question. Heavy hitters, of course. Caitlin, that's the question. It, it, Caitlin asks. Cat asks very good questions. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take this one first? Or do you want me to? You think you think you have an answer first, so I'm going to let you take it. I usually meander until I hit an answer. I could do that if you want. Go for it. I'd like to see that too. Yeah. Um, table management. I start a conversation with players when something comes to light. Right, I've yeah. made I've made mistakes with this process before. I think <coughs> so. First. If you recognize it as a problem, mm-hmm. you need to assess a few things, right? So who's involved, who is impacted once you have this conversation, 
and how do you communicate it with them? So if one player comes to you and says, I have this issue with this person, you need to say, okay, am I allowed to tell this person that you are having a problem? Yeah. Because that drastically changes how I have the conversation with the problem person, quote unquote, right? <laughs> um, because if I can't say, look, so-and-so spoke to me and you've been doing this, then I have to present my own evidence and handle it myself. Yeah. Um, I think one-to-one -one conversations are initially important unless it is the entire table that is specifically being um, impacted by one individual or two individuals. Mm -hmm. Just keep in mind, if it is that multiple individuals, don't corner the person who is being problematic. You have to give them yes. a heads up. You have to say, look, my friend, we're going to talk here in a few days. And it's to do with you and some of your behaviors. And I like we, we need to talk about it at the table. Don't be like, hey, everybody, let's talk. And then that person comes in and you go, you did this and this and this and this and this. And the person's like, the because a lot of the time they don't know they're doing it. Yeah. So transparency and communication are key. Identifying who is comfortable with you sharing what is very important. Uh, and keep in mind, I am responding to this in regards to more complicated or nuanced things. If somebody is being blatantly sexist or rapey at your table, you can say, stop now. Call the police. Plant yep. drugs on them. Get them out of your house. Like, there, there's different ways to communicate this. If somebody's being a shithead or a racist or a bigot, leave. Or mm -hmm. stop. I mean, you can, you can call a person on behavior and they can learn from it. If they don't, or they're just doing it to get a rise out of people, yeah, go away. But if it's more nuanced, talk to the people to make sure that it's clear. That's my answer. <laughs> it's a very good answer. It's complicated. Um, something we've started doing in both Conundrum Company and Off the Rails is we have a post-game conversation where everyone goes through and they say a thing they liked about the session a thing they uh, either like didn't like or didn't love or like they had a low point which you know can just be as simple as oh i didn't like it when my character fell unconscious in combat that was a sarah idea right yeah it's a sarah's very good idea sarah's coffee came up with that it's fantastic and it really helps uh keep everyone in line and in not in line but in the same mindset make sure you reset and know where everyone is this is a I really, really like it. it's a really corporate word like thing to say. It's called intentional culture. Mm -hmm. It's being intentional about the way you communicate with each other and following up and respecting other people. Mm -hmm. It's helped out a lot. It did. Um, question. Do you have any tips about designing encounters? Like modifications to CR, enemy numbers, etc.? Uh, no um <laughs> you can move numbers that's my answer is you can move numbers if you throw an encounter at a party and you realize you didn't tune it right a lot of the time like we talked about this again on off the sales have a padding of extra beasties and if the party is steamrolling throw them in to complicate the encounter mm -hmm. a little bit if the party is being demolished and you realize that it's not dice rolls that are demolishing the party and this is not a fair encounter decrease the hit points a little bit i mean fuck they're not sacrosanct guys like you can make alterations don't make it yeah. so it's a cakewalk for them and they lose all sense of achievement still make it a challenge but you can adjust things just on the fly yeah cr is nothing cr doesn't mean anything don't use it for any reason but number of enemies stuff like that it, it, plan how you want and change it live that's essentially the best way you're going to get the results you want there's there's no plan that's going to succeed uh, what is it no plan um succeeds survives con enemy. first contact with the enemy yeah yeah and they're your enemy so <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> but that's just treat everything like a conflict with your players. That's really the way to do it. Yeah. The most difficult thing for my encounters is getting the party to actually interact with them. Because usually they're sitting there and the party goes, well, let's go this way. Bye. Yeah, you got to drop worst. it on their head. Uh, who'd win in a fist fight between a Bulgara and a Gorillon? 
um, Bulgara. Can the Bulgara use its spells? That's a good point. Because if it can, it would just go invisible and start beating the shit out of that thing. What 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 book is Garalon even in? Uh, It might be in Volos. Might be in Volos. Because I know I've read a Bargura recently, but I don't know the last time that I've even looked at a stat block for for Garillon. Yeah. They have like three attacks. I know. Can they make like five? Yep. There it is. Remember Bolas? I had it open. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The multi-armed. This one. Gross. Yeah, I remember the the Yeti looking thing. Yeah, it can make five attacks. (laughs) That's a lot of attacks. attacks. Yeah. Dice It'd be a close fight, but I'm putting my money on the It gets no spell casting though, right? Or the demon. Uh yeah, it doesn't have anything like that. Yeah, it's likely the Barokura. Yeah. That's where my money is anyways. Off the, off the any... bat with no no monster sheet in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Just going off my pure gut instinct. Yeah. I'm gonna assume I'm correct. Yeah. Uh do you have any kind of pregame rituals as a DM? Sean and Parker and Button and Adam can speak to mine. I'll turn the mic off and I'll I'll practice accents but they can see me talking. And then they all scream in my ear. <laughs> it's my favorite thing whenever Josh starts doing accents because he doesn't deafen himself. He just mutes himself and starts doing them. And then we all notice and go, hey Josh, Josh, what are you doing? Oh, great googly moogly. Great googly moogly. <laughs> Uh, and then he deafens himself and starts doing it again. Sometimes yeah. you'll even like cover your face with a book. You'll just be like, nah, 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 nah. well, so my other, I don't think I tell you guys what I'm reading, but I'm usually, you know, how I do the pre intro thing. Yeah. Where I like explain the last session. I'm usually reading that and I don't want, cause I know some of you lip read a little bit. So I'm always like, Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Not that that really needs to be a surprise since you've already done it, but I mean, we lived it. <laughs> yeah. You've, so. you've, you've experienced it, but that's usually what I'm reading to like practice the thing. And make sure it makes sense because sometimes yeah. it doesn't because i wrote it <laughs> uh, what about you what's yours we don't have any sort of we don't have anything for off the rails we just we usually make dumb shitty meme jokes and get into a feral state of energy and then run into the show yeah that usually somebody makes usually sean or sloan makes an obscure meme song reference it can literally come from anyone though. yeah yeah that's true I, yeah but there are a few specifically like reoccurring individuals here. Yeah. Out of control into a joke that runs the whole episode. Yeah. And then we sing about paper bags for three episodes. Plastic yeah. bags. Excuse me. God. Fuck I fully the joke. expect it to happen this week too. Oh, for sure. We literally made the joke before we started this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. God. We... So fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Usually um... stupidity. It Like being feral brings down the nerves. Honestly, yeah. It makes it feel more like an offline game that's just for us because we're having just so much fun before we jump into it that we don't even notice that there's an audience. That's okay. That's my question for you. This is my question for you, Sean. Because I, this I still... Of, hey, this, wasn't in my, this wasn't in my contract. Yeah, well, I tore that up and ate it. You rat fuck. <laughs> Sorry, bud. As your agent okay. and your legal representation, it was I'll easy. I'll sue you. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Um, You'll be hearing from my lawyers. Excuse me, Mr. Governor? Why, yes, Mr. Go- this is a dumb bit. Uh, <laughs> Don't you call me a dumb bit. Oh, What's up, what were you going to say? So I, I still, nowhere near when we first started, but I still get a little bit of nerves before like every session. Some of it's like, is the tech going to explode? But some of it is still like, what's going to happen? Do you get nerves at all? I only get nerves, depend- my nerves could like, correlate directly to how prepared i am for that session like if i feel underprepared i go and go oh fuck this is gonna go poorly (laughs) and then i end up ad-libbing and it's fine but there's like a little balance but if i'm fully prepared for any decision the group can make then i go and go who fucking cares do whatever you want and then let's have fun inevitably do not meet any of those expectations Mm -hmm. but still i'm like prepared and i have enough stuff to move around that you guys run into something well, the, the nice thing really is like when you over prepare because this happens with me all the time you, you just, just use it. it later yeah <laughs> it's you throw just... it in the storage bin and then it comes back at a different time yeah the number of times i don't have to write things for conundrum company because you guys bypassed and then came back to it later on mm-hmm. is 
extensive. Every episode. <laughs> well, I I do overwrite. That's fair. Mayhem Ball or Mayhem Mancy was actually in the uh, the first like thirty episodes. It was. It was actually episode one. But yeah, this was going to be a Mayhem Mancy campaign, but we walked right into that haunted mansion, and that was it. Those oh, that, ghosts of Salt Marsh. Actually, they're talking about the salt uh, that comes from the sand of the Mayhem Mancy arena, and the ghost gotcha. was was the ghost kicker character. That's where it all comes from. Hey, it all lines up eventually, right? Those are real things that I'm saying. Yeah. But they're not true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. What is this question? Uh, with the Panasonic heading to a manageable place, are you excited to play any of the Welcome In campaigns in person? Oh. I got so confused. Like, why are you talking about Panasonic? I still don't understand the question. <laughs> Pandemic. Oh, pterodactyl. Yes, the pterodactyl, the panini. Yeah, got uh, it, got it. I love how that works different for every single person. It's a, it's a beautiful. Mm. <laughs> what snacks do you bring to the table? I am, I'm looking forward to the world being healthy. I don't want to go back to real life. But to be honest, I like this. <laughs> I don't like that people are dying and there's an illness flying around and people aren't wearing their masks or your fucking masks. But I don't want to go back into my work's office. Or actually, I've never actually been there, so I just don't want to go into that office. I want to work from home. I want to, you know, not be expected to go outside. I like it here. And I'm the, like... I mean, I also... Very, very sad about the impact of it, but it was nice to get a break. But I'm on the polar opposite side of the coin. I've been back at work on site for about yeah. eight months. Which yeah, people, you've had the shit end of the stick. People do not realize because of what I do, I've been in person for a long time. I've yeah. been vaccinated since January or February or whatever it like first launched because Super of the on. type of work I do. So yeah. it's the the worst part of going back is that when I went back, there was no traffic. And there was nobody out on the streets. And so when some jerk walked by coughing with no mask on, yeah. that that did not happen. And now that happens. So like the world was was abandoned when I went back to work, uh, which That's was true. weird. When I left work, like at the beginning, I had the same experience where traffic was down and there was no one on the roads and there was no one in the building. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. It was I great. love this world. <laughs> then everyone started getting sick and... The death rate went, Whoa. and then it was like, "This is fucking terrible." I was like, "Oh, this is a nightmare." Actually, Hang I will, I will say, like, genuinely, I'm ready for people to not be dying, like Sean said. Like, the, yes. the illness is horrific. The toll on our economy, on our culture, on human lives, on our medical personnel, on our mental states, on our mental states is unacceptable, and incredibly excited for that. But it, it was nice to like not have to go out into that for a while when we were handling it well it was nice as the global population just be like let's all fucking just not for like a year yeah can we all just not for one whole year and then we'll see where things are and everyone was like okay maybe and some people went outside and parted on the beach and spread ruined it for everybody yeah fucking idiots but i I think it would be fun to all get in person and do like a twee thing in person. What snack would you bring? Part two of that question. Soft pretzels. Soft pretzels. But I would not share them. I would bring, (laughs) I would bring Gubby special hot dogs. (laughs) I would throw those out a window. (laughs) I would make sure the window was closed and I would hurl it out a window. (laughs) Get that fucking shit away from me. Mm. And of course, to make up for that egregious thing, a pack, a six pack of Diet Coke for Sean. Oh, that's so sweet. You think I wouldn't have those with me already? Oh, no, this is I just know how many you need. <laughs> it's one of those, I come up with like one of those beer hats. Beer? <laughs> You've got an IV drip. drip on a canister behind you. <laughs> mm. Ready to play? <laughs> Where's our booth? <laughs> oh, no, I skip one. Where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, I think. Somebody just, any... Athena highlighted we all live in a sea of Orbeez, which is <laughs> just a thing I want to say out loud. <laughs> the Orbeez Sea? Yeah, the Orbeez Sea. Oh, I love that. 
the funniest use of prestidigitation you've ever seen. Oh, God. Can I use myself? Please. I feel bad if I use my own example. No, 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 no. Say it. I once played a bard who was trying to sell, like, he was like um, those Tyson TV dinners, Swanson TV dinners. Yeah. He was sell- uh, selling prestidigitatables. Because you can heat things up with prestidigitation. He yet sold like microwavable meals ah! for wizards. <laughs> he was just a salesman who was selling meals that you could warm up with magic. Oh my lord. That's <laughs> so prevalent. good. My memory for this sort of thing is garbage. Um, funniest use of prestidigitation. I had a player who had a character who due to a clerical accident had ended up in a war zone but he was actually a librarian yeah uh, and he was a, a a war wizard but he was a historian all of his spells were just based off of historical knowledge he had no practical practice with them or anything like that and mm-hmm. he would do some pretty clever things with prestidigitation regarding uh, severe panic and an attempt to like um isolate himself so that he could breathe uh and like paper bag breathing stuff Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Hyperventilating? Yeah, yeah, he was hyperventilating. He would, he would use it for that. Hmm. I've never seen anyone use the smell component of it to any effect. Beyond, like, tormenting NPCs. Or, yeah, just like, oh, it smells like forts. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Bad joke, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you think will happen if your character... And the players were to meet each other. Restrada would attempt to sleep with Sarah immediately. Mine are all too much like me. You would get along so well with Daxon. Famously with Salvatore. (laughs) Oh, Daxon? Dude. He'd try and eat me. (laughs) That's true. Cac would murder me. Cack would for sure kill anyone who came in contact. All of us would be dead. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, Brothos, I'd get along Bro- really well with Brothos. Yeah, he'd try and buy you like drinks. Yeah, we'd we'd end up talking for hours and hours and hours, and it would be really pleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't get along well with Ur at all. I don't think. Yeah, no, you don't think so? I don't think so. Mm, interesting. I I. I struggle with the stoic type. Really? I think so. Hmm. I see. What about Bosco? Bosco, I, d- I think he might try and kill me. That's fair. Honestly. Bosco would also try and try and kill me. Could you imagine me and group. you versus Bosco and Cac? We, that's not a versus thing. We just run from them as long as we can <laughs> until one of them gets us. It's us being murdered. <laughs> <laughs> it's us being murdered slowly over time. We should do a one-shot where those characters exist. Hey, I was thinking about it for next campaign. Let's go! He's so good. Oh, love that boy. Uh, So nothing good, essentially, to answer the question. (laughs) (laughs) Chaos. Uh, What would you think will happen if your character... Oh, I just read that. God, I'm so dumb. Uh, Do you think Lord might ever have a special subclass race or feat that is unique to the setting? If so, is there anything specific you might want? We've talked about egg warlock stuff and like things like that. Yeah, but unique to the setting? Does that mean it can't be played anywhere else? Well, not yeah. I mean, one of the things we talk about with homebrewing is that it should be able to fit into other places. Like, you should be able yeah. to reflavor it. Um, I'm trying to think. What's a good feats are weird <laughs> feet are weird <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry i got in my own head so we did feats like so we talked about the um we talked about you know like the accountancy so it'd be neat to have like an accountant based feat that you could get that would help you with like i don't know or like the like a bard college of balance with yeah. balance checkbooks and accounting sheets yeah that'd be interesting those are gonna be good um the thing with like sub races and races is that, like, look at all the ones from Eberron. Those aren't Eberron specific anymore. No, 
they just exist everywhere now. Yeah. Because it's, it's, everyone's playing Warforged and Countless Tires and everything else all over the place. And like, I'm playing a, I'm playing a Wild Mount Dragonborn in your campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool as hell. I do like the Dwarf College idea. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I do like the idea you had. Sorry. Yeah. But if we made it, we would make it so that it fits elsewhere. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you look at our homebrewing when we're not being feral and dumb, you can take these things and put them anywhere. Like, that's, there's no, there's very rarely a point to homebrewing something insane that you can't use elsewhere. (laughs) I would want to see the artificing school for the goblins. You want to see that goblin college? Or the broken tree. Yeah. The broken tree. I want to see those artificers. Like, yeah, I want to see a class made specifically for like garbage artificers. Oh my for, god! Like, like scrapyard scrap trawlers. artificer. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really good. That's really a fantastic fun. idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm excited. Uh, the peach tree curse, wizard or druid. <laughs> That's actually. The like a rampant growth circle druid class, growth. yeah, or like circle of rampant growth, where like you don't have control over your powers and it impacts the environment the wild around magic you. Druid. Yeah, that's not that's bad. Not a bad class. That would be cool. It's a really cool idea. But these are things that we again would not be. They would be lore dump inspired, Torag inspired, but, yeah, but applicable to the rest of rest of the mm-hmm. Would you guys ever consider LARPing a one shot? campaign larping like live action role play and if so let me know if you need some npcs that oh so you're you're saying like we get all of the characters out in a field dressed up and armed and we get a bunch of npcs and we're like out there with a bullhorn like yelling like okay roll initiative and (laughs) and then like there's like a it's an i mean you know i've never i've the last time I LARPed was in high school, which was 15 years ago. I never. <laughs> like I said before, inside's great to me. I love it here. It be, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it'd be interesting if logistically interesting it worked sure. out. It'd be funny to see, you know, Matt Denkel is going, Fireball! <laughs> <laughs> really funny. I'd love to see him with a big feather sword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be badass oh my god that uh, would be funny i think we're getting it's almost at an hour we've got another roast request do we want to do one more roast maybe one more roast one more roast i'm just using ravnica because it's the only thing i've got nearby me and i'm lazy right, i'm closing uh, my eyes okay i'll do volos again is it Another bullshit. Sean <laughs> used Are you against me. Niv Miz is so good. What am I gonna do here? What's this? Ah, Behurhag. Um. So he- here's my roast, and it applies to all of the Guildmasters' guide to Ravnica. Somebody yeah. put a lot of love and attention into lore. That is used for nothing. <laughs> like people come in here and grab the characters and the races and the like backgrounds, and then they put well, the book back on the shelf. All they did is consolidate the actual Magic the Gathering lore for Ravnica. Yeah, but they, they so. did put a lot of like care into like assembling oh, that in D and D. It's format. very good. Yeah, there's a podcast out there that uses all of it. Really? Um, yeah. Oh God, I can't remember it. Because it's so it's unlike, a, like, Eberron, you go, this is an Eberron setting, and I'm playing in the yeah. Eberron setting. You never, you rarely get, this is a Ravnica setting game. There was one that was, like, they did everything right. They did all, like, the factions and all the, like, different guilds. That's cool. Very well, and I forget the name of it, and I hate myself a little bit for that. There's a lot of character um, with it. Uh, I'll, I'll take care of two requests at once. Uh, this is what Commune looks like. Because he wanted me to roast him. You, no, here's how you him. roast Camille. Camille, you are a wonderful and talented individual that we all care immeasurably for. And the thing that really upsets you is that we genuinely Damn. mean this. 
I oh know how God. much this bothers you. Is that we genuinely care for you as a community member, as a oh, talented shit. content creator, oh, as just a beautiful individual and kind soul. <laughs> Get wrecked. <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, expecting any minute now on Discord. Bitch. How dare you? <laughs> you already did it in chat. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. And there's the ping in Thruple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mm. But it's true, though. Like, how are you going to fight it if it's true? Yeah. You can't fight facts. You just... It's scientifically proven. Facts so. don't care about your feelings, commune. He used such <laughs> language. <laughs> I don't <Ooh>. know if you... <laughs> you should let... Commune. Oh, oh my god. Oh. Oh. You say such things to us. Oh. You're such a good person. I don't know why you would say such words. Such a fantastic, wonderful person. Yes, with such a foul mouth. <laughs> I like how this, this whole stream just evolved into us talking about commune. Which it should. Yeah, all stream should. Going back to lore dumping. Okay, let's dump okay. some. Well, commune... Uh, throughout our existence has been very, very kind to us and a very strong source of inspiration. A good friend. Um, hmm. Oh, we're going to find a question. This is a good final question. Did you have a good time, Josh? Did you have a good time during this Q&A? I did. It was fun to answer questions. It's, it's good like to this. know that we can riff off each other stupidly for a live audience because we didn't already yeah. know that. <laughs> we can do it in a room by ourselves, so I'm pretty sure we can do it with some other people throwing ideas in the ring. <laughs> yeah, just just random chaos. The audience chaos is always fun too. Like that's good. Yeah, that's why we like our Q and A, our questions in the email. Mm -hmm. uh, LoreDumpQuestions at gmail .com. Yeah, if you guys want to do this to be part of the show, go ahead and email us at lore lore, lore question lore dumb lore at gmail.net. Hold on, uh, I need you to raise your hand and just tick, 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 a little bit. Do you feel? Less having a stroke? Like you're better? No. Cool. Good. <laughs> I've done everything I could do. Go ahead and like us on Twitter, <laughs> Twitter Graham, and Insta. Stop for... it. <laughs> 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 Figured that would make you laugh. And I, I will say, this is 100% accurate to our Fully. process. Yeah. <laughs> I think the last four times I've ended the episode, I've just been having a stroke every time. It's just like, gmail.com. Like, we started season two super organized, and we had bullets and timestamps and launch dates. And as you watch the document Not for anymore. planning, it progressively spirals out of control until the last bit of that document, Sean, is just porter potties. Uh, punch a duck. Like, there's just random phrases from things that we talked about doing. Like, is it true? Yeah, there's like six or seven things just in bullets at punch the end of that document. <laughs> I don't think punch a duck is actually on there, but like, it is just. Wait, you just randomly pulled punch a duck out of nowhere? I did. The fuck? I have deep, deep seated issues. That's dark. That's some dark shit. That's some dark shit. Why not? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Do you? <laughs> I'm scared. Oh my gosh, Dude, we've been at this for an hour. That's pretty Have good. We? Yeah, yeah. Hour and three. Wow. Well, uh, I will be editing this audio into the podcast. So I really like. Kate points out the only thing I miss is we'll edit this out and then we'll not edit it out and just leave it in the podcast. Yeah. I do it all the time. Yeah. You, the oh, yeah. Oh, no, I know. There's a bunch of things like, oh, I'll just edit this out and then I just don't. And then it stays. <laughs> My favorite ones are the ones where I plead for you to edit something and you leave it in there out of spite. There was one time where you asked me to edit something out and I edited in, in more. <laughs> I just added more of that in instance in. <laughs> That was very fit. That was uh, my favorite moment, I think, on the podcast. L that's a good question. What's your favorite moment been so far on our podcast? Mine was the editing you more than you asked me to. My favorite moment was, I'd like to escalate this. That is by far 
my the lobster most, episode. Yeah, the lobster episode where I'm like, I'd like to escalate this. <laughs> and you go, excuse me? And then it just became a bit through the whole episode. That The escalation process is my favorite thing of all time. Uh, that was really fun. <laughs> I like to escalate it now, too. It's on fire. Okay, continue. <laughs> Beautiful. Should bring that back. Also, we should probably end. We probably oh, should. The hour oh, by my a little. gosh. Well, thank you all for being here. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, we should probably do this again sometime in the future. For, for sure. We, I, if it, it seems like it works. It was good. It was fun. We'll probably do it at the end of every season, which is half a year from now. So. A boop a doop boop. A boop a doop boop. A boop a doop boop. A boop a doop Are you lying to me? No. Oh, that's your lying face. Look at you. Damn it. You motherfucker. How dare you have the stream open and be watching? All right, bye, guys. We're going to leave now. Josh is on to me. You You're sitting there shit eating. We're out. <laughs> oh man <laughs> now we need to come back in with the after session commentary <laughs> just with the audio that's, that's what that was oh that's what that was perfect that's what I told you we left oh you like, oh yeah we're out because I was trying to get you to do something else brilliant man okay I'm gonna stop recording <laughs>